the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's Stokely and Zach. Hour number three on a Friday. There are few better feelings uh, as we walk you up to the drive here and uh, a little R and R over the weekend. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, we're gonna play trivia uh, for the first time in a few weeks. Yeah, been on a training camp. Right. It just hasn't worked out. Love uh, trivia. Can't wait. Got got some trivia questions at the bottom of this hour. Uh, the scrappy one, Will Peterson. Uh, will will join us. He says he has a, a question for us as well. Uh, so we'll have some fun with that. Uh, in the meanwhile, Stoke, where are we at with this Broncos kicking competition? And, and and how much is weighted with what goes on in training camp versus what goes on in these preseason games? Yeah, I, I think it all matters. Um, certainly the game matters a little bit more. Um, you know, if you're perfect in practice, you look great in practice, all of a sudden the game you know, you miss two or three of them. Well, that, that you know, sc- screw practice. doesn't matter, right? You got to be able to do it when the, when the you know, the lights are on. So, And that's especially relevant for Brett Maher. Yeah, where he's really, you know, we all know the, what happened to him last year with the Cowboys. He had, you know, he missed like five kicks in a row or something like that yeah, th- literally, in yeah. the playoffs. Yep, F- four in one game. Yeah, four and then just not good. So he's got to be able to. You know, overcome that stuff and make them when it matters uh, in, in a game situation because it's different. Everything is different when it's, you know, a game, a real live game. And um, so I, I think when you watch practice, it's like both these guys have done a really good job. I've been impressed with both of them. And, you know, one guy a kick and then the next guy will kick. Yep. Well, it's like you got to keep up. Yep. You know, you're in a competition yep. here. Yep. They're not yep. dumb. Yep. I mean, one, not keeping two kickers. No, okay. no. So, but it's almost like horse. It's like I just made mine. Right, gonna make yours. Can you do it? And and both guys have delivered. Um, and so there's some pressure there, obviously. With with that, now the pressure gets taken up a whole another level, and that's part of being a kicker. You know, half the battle is mental. Right. The pressure. Right. It's like golf. Yep. It's like half of it's just mental. Can you get you know uh, mentally? Can you be mentally tough? Because you're gonna hit some balls out of bounds. Right. You're gonna miss some kicks. Right. But, you know, is Maher going to go in the tank? Or is he going to be able to fight through it? And, you know, okay, you miss one, then you make the next one. So, uh, obviously, that's a concern with him. But I think overall, I've been impressed with both of these guys, Zach. And, um, but, but Maher. That's going to be Maher. Maher. Um, gather. Gather. Maher, there it is. He's got that little extra. He does coming off his foot. He does like me with a driver in my hand. That little extra. Yep. Right. Just sounds a little bit different than than, yep. than yours. Yeah. Um, you're just like, ding. <laughs> That's because it's my five iron usually. Ding. Try to get off the tee. <laughs> um, I, I've been there, so I'm, I'm not making fun of that. Uh, so I, I just think he's got a little extra spring in his leg. He does. Extra he does. Boost there. Uh, but it's about making them right. I, you know how, how many. How many, like, 63-yarders or so do you think we'll try this year? <laughs> oh, my gosh. 65. How, no, no, how, how far was the kick in Seattle? Was it 64? I, I think know. it was 64 yards. 64. Yeah. How yeah. many of those do you think we'll try this year? Absolutely zero. Right. Unless it's at home and it's like to win a game with, with you know, one second left and it's fourth and 20 and yes. or at halftime, exactly. you know, something right. like that. Right. Uh, but um, here, here. So, so you need you need, you need consistency. You want accuracy, yep. really, yep. Uh, and and we'll see. But I I, I have I, I think it's it's been a pleasant surprise for me because I'm like, uh oh, this could be a disaster, guys. Yeah, this could be an absolute disaster. We got some guy Elliot Fry that you said you know he's kicks six more kicks than than yeah. you have. Yeah, in, in an NFL game, and that's yes. me too. Yeah, like that's not a lot. No, and then you got um, our other guy Brett M. He you know, missed like five kicks in two postseason games, and you know he had the shanks. He did. So, uh, but but they've been they've done a good job. I think that this is Brett Maher's job to lose. I think he's re- and, he, and and not only is going to have to lose it, he's going to have to. It's going to be a decisive win for Elliot Fry. I, I think that this is the old, um, and I know they wouldn't frame it like this, but this is the old. Like you got to knock the champ out, 
And I know it's not ideal that the champ is the same guy who missed five straight kicks during the most important time of his career. Um, but he's actually had a career. Elliot Fry hasn't. And um, uh, Maher has a past relationship with Sean Payton. And I think that might be as important as anything else in this. For whatever reason, there's a level of trust here. For Sean Payton to even have this guy in camp is showing you there's history and there's a layer of trust. And I think if it's even, it goes to Maher. You could even see Maher get edged out by some, you know, Kevin Kistner's notepad and and Maher still make the team. Um, That's where I stand on this thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, You know, if Elliot Fry is better. Then um, and it performs a little bit better. I think it goes to him because you know, really, yeah, because um, Maher he he look at last year. I think they they you know that's a concern still for them because he was he had a good year until he didn't right in the in the biggest time of the year right and it was like oh my gosh this guy's in a dark place like you could tell and so I think I think he's got to go out there and do it. He's got to win the job. Um, but I think the relationship with Sean Payton certainly helps. Uh, but I, I, I don't think he's got. I don't. I, I, he has the history, right? He's a veteran guy, and so. But with what he did last year and how bad of a meltdown that was, yeah, I think that that kind of takes back being a veteran player. So they're kind of back to even. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. But when you watch him out there, look, one guy has that pop coming off of his leg. The other guy doesn't quite have it. But it, you know, like that's why we see like. Uh, Mason Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, the kicker for the the Packers. He's yep. not the kicker for the Packers anymore. But no. like, you know, he can't kick a sixty yard field goal pro- probably anymore. Or you know, his leg isn't as strong as it once was, but so accurate. And 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 that's what matters, really. Can you make those you know forty to fifty consistently? Right. The thirty to forty, just consistently consistent with those, and then yeah. you know the fifty on. Okay, that that's nice to have, and and those guys can still make it like. Elliot Fry can make it, but we we want those those gimmies to be gimmies. Right. Got it. Got to convert on those things. Right. And then are you clutch? That's a, that's, that's a another big layer of about it. being a kicker. Right. I mean, uh, ultimately, look, it comes down to your foot a lot with the game on the line. No question. You make it. Guess what? We celebrate. We win, and it's a great feeling. You miss it, and it's like, oh my gosh. That whole game, all we could practice came down to that one kick. You just missed a forty yarder. You know, it's it's a deflating feeling um, for the whole team. And the difference between a win and a loss is everything in the NFL. You got a seventeen games, and so like you have to be clutch. Some some guys can't handle that type right, of pressure, right? Right, and 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 some guys are great with it. So you have to have that clutch gene also. I have a haunting feeling about this. Haunting. Mm-hmm. I just said how good I was feeling about it, and you just come back with why? I just I don't I don't like putting my chips on either guy. Like while I believe Brett Maher will ultimately be the kicker this season, I just and I've I haven't moved off this since the McManus move. I just think we're going to be here coming in on a Monday and being like, I can't believe they lost because the field goal kicker. Well, I, I think that's you know. They're not going to make every one, so we we might have we we lost some with McManus, you know, missing a field goal. Sure, also. sure, so, no, sh- um, true. I I so, I feel much better about it now because I was with you. I was with you then. I was like, "What are they doing? Why why are you moving on from McManus? That's a bad bad uh, move." But I I like what I've seen. It doesn't mean it's going to be great right off the bat here, right? I mean, it's practice. Uh, but I was I was really negative towards it, and now I'm not. All right, we'll see how I'm it all optimistic. shakes out. We'll see how it all shakes out. Um, our guy, Nolan Arnato. Our guy, Nolan. Ooh! Nolan spoke on the record about his forced exit out of Colorado. What do we make of his comments? We'll play them for you and react next. Set for the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's Stokely and Zach. All right, Nolan Arnado was not in our show plan this time yesterday. Uh, why would he be? 
right? Rockies aren't playing. The Cardinals kind of have had the Nolan conversation uh, five different times, five different ways, probably ten different times, ten different ways. Um, and to join us for this conversation uh, is, is Will Peterson from DenverSports.com, the scrappy one. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, guys? Nolan goes on the record with Drew Goodman, the voice of the Rockies, who he has a podcast, and he he sat down with Nolan. I'm assuming this was a week ago or whatever when, when the uh, Cardinals uh, dropped two of three to the Rockies. Um, I give... I give um, Drew Goodman credit because I think it would have been easy to not even address the exit. Um, you you work for the team. He left that team. He's giving you his time of day. Uh, but he did. He did ask about the exit. Um, and, and this is what Nolan Arnato, uh told Drew Goodman here. Uh, in just a second, we'll get to it. Uh, okay, we have it. This is Nolan Arnato when responding to uh, the question about his exit. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some things I wish I could take back with how it went down. Maybe letting it get public there. Um, that's one thing I do regret about it. Um, was talking to the media about any of those things. That's one thing, I guess, when I was a little younger and I was frustrated and I, my emotions got the best of me in that time. That's the only thing I regret about how I went down. Um, but me getting moved was, uh, I think, important um, for me and my career. I think it was important for them, too. Um, and... Uh, I think that's about it, you know. I, I, I like. Uh, I guess the one regret I have is uh, not. I wish we would have had, you know. Like we had a pretty good group, you know. It was kind of fun, you know. Me, Story, DJ, uh, Cargo, uh, you know. Like it was a pretty cool group. Your players, pretty good ones. So um, I wish we would accomplish more, but I also wish we would have kept a lot of guys there. Those guys back too. All right, Stoke, um, you've heard these comments for the first time in the last 24 hours. Um, do they do anything for you? What stuck out? You know, you, you kind of have the floor here. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, you know, all he did was say he regretted, you know, letting it get public. Um, I, I, my biggest issue was just like, you know, him talking about his teammates and just, they, they man, they had a great group. That, that was a fun team to watch. And it seemed like it was a fun team to to you know, play for, and, you know, it looked like they, I mean, they were close to, I mean, they were in the World Series conversation. They were. You know, they and um, it's like, you know, we had a pretty good group, and they were pretty cool guys. I just, like, you know, we could do without the pretty and just say, you know, we had a great group. We had a, you know, we had a lot of cool guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, it was a shame that, you know, we, we couldn't take that next step, but, man, I mean, I, I know if I was listening to it and, and and one of my teammates said, ah, yeah, you know, those receivers are pretty good. You know, quarterback, if, if he if he was talking yeah. about us like that, they're yeah. pretty good. Like, what do you mean yeah. pretty good? Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of a, a low blow there. Like, I mean, you had Charlie. You had DJ. You had, I mean, so I don't know. It didn't sound like you really misspoke because – but uh, that, that was my big issue with what he said there was – kind of how he was characterizing um, the rest of the roster. Well, what's interesting, and Will, I want to get your thoughts here in a second, but he says, hey, I, I wish I didn't let it get public. It was definitely public. He was texting with certain media members like every day about this. But you want to know what the thing that rubbed me the most wrong about the entire thing, the entire thing, the thing that rubbed me the most wrong was at the Cardinals intro press conference when was it Matt Carpenter who said that, Nolan was sending me videos mm. of him. Um, uh, uh, I, I can't hear. Oh, it was Adam Wainwright. Okay, thank you. It was Adam Wainwright who, into the microphone, said, "Yeah, Nolan was working out." Would send me videos and said, "Show general manager whoever it was." That's the thing that pissed me off the most. That you were really like at the Rockies facility or anywhere doing videos and sending them to the Cardinals and saying, "Like, come get me," type of deal. And that wasn't him making it public. That was Wainwright going on the record and making it public. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, first of all, these are his most candid comments in two and a half years. So for him to admit some fault, I will give a little grace to. I mean, he admitted that Texas texting Thomas Harding, quote, there's a lot of disrespect from people there that I don't want to be a part of. You can quote that. He admitted that was a bad idea. Telling beat writers, I don't want to be a part of that. You can quote that. He knows the reporter is going to send that out to the world. Um, God, I forgot those quotes. Yeah. You can quote that, that there's a lot of disrespect. That was before the 2020 season. He played the 2020 season, the kind of, you know, bogus COVID-shortened one after those texts. So I I give him a little grace for admitting his faults. But also, where this really rubs me the wrong way, guys, Jeff Breidich quit two months after he traded him. 
if Dick Monfort had just fired Jeff Breidich, who was going to quit two months later, Nolan Arenado may still be the third baseman of the Colorado Rockies Ooh. because it was me uh, or him. And all no, you had to do about that. Ah, let me finish. Okay. Cecil voice. All you had to do if you were Dick Monfort. <laughs> let me finish. Cecil voice. <laughs> all you had to do was say, you know what, Nolan? Yeah, Jeff Bradich, he's gone. I'm going to fire my GM to keep my star player happy. I still think he'd be man in the hot corner for the Rockies. No, because you heard him talk about what's best for his career. And he didn't view it as staying with the Rockies. You could tell. No matter if Bridus was gone or not, the damage was done by that point to me. Um, and um, so I, I don't I don't think that would have saved Nolan. And, and would we want him here? Like, would we want him here right now with an awful baseball team making that much money? I say no. I, I, Chris I, Bryant's making that much money now, though. Who would you rather pay that money to, Nolan or Chris? He's not making as much as Nolan, really, is he? Oh, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's close. close. Yeah. Is it really? It's in the that same close? ballpark, I think. Is it really? Because Chris Bryant's was, I think, seven years for 180 or something like yeah. that. It's and like close no, to Nolan's was 25 a year. And there's not a salary cap in baseball, so why do we care? I got it's not it. our money. I bought a Chris Bryant Major League debut ticket last night. <laughs> you did? I bought that, yeah. I was thinking about all y'all when I did. So there you go. There's my Chris Bryant story. I, I just think it's worked out best. Uh, just time for him to move on. He would not have been happy. Wait, what's worked out best? They're about to it, lose 100 games. It would it, Because it, you needed to get rid of him. <laughs> well, well, how many games? Oh, that's a, how many games? Best third how many games would they have won with Nolan this year? How many games would they won? How much better would they have been? Would he have been happy? I don't care if he's happy. He's under contract. Yeah, but you saw him when he's not happy. I'd pair him with Tovar for the next five years. I think that's a pretty good right side of my infield. Yeah, you would, but he wouldn't. He doesn't want it. Have you he watched the other Nolan that. play? I think he and Nolan Jones would be a fun little tandem hitting back-to-back in that lineup. Well, yeah, and so would Cargo in his prime and, and Charlie Blackman, but it's like that's fantasy line. No, Nolan would not want to be a part of, of this disaster that we've seen, and maybe they'd be I a little with, bit better. I agree with that. Uh, but I, I just think it was it was just best to move on at that point. From I wish we wouldn't have paid him $50 million. I wish we would have got more prospects and a better haul in return. That was the big issue for me, but it was time for him to go with – because he was, he was, like, he was running his mouth too much, and he was—he had one foot out of the door. He didn't want to be here. I, I, I just don't. I, did am I making too much though, Will, of the comments about like, yeah, we had some pretty good guys. They were pretty cool. Uh, am I reading too much into that for you? No, I see what you're saying. You wish that was a stronger endorsement, right? You wish he he was yeah. going on saying we had a group that could have won the World Series, right? You, and they were great guys, and they were great, and dudes. they were great teammates, and I loved them. And we had so much fun together. Um, like, that's kind of the endorsement I think you, you would get when, when you're talking about, like, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman. Um, DJ Cargo. DJ Cargo. I mean, like, like thought that, that was his guys. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, to me, it just. No, it, I see what you're saying on that. I think the biggest thing, guys, was after they lost to the, the Brewers in 2018, right? They let DJ walk to the Yankees. And that was sort of the beginning of the end of breaking that whole crew up. He went and won the batting title. In New York, yeah. yeah. He's the only player ever to win the, in the NL and AL. And they had one wow. bad season in 2019, and that's when Nolan got grumpy. So it was like letting DJ walk was sort of the beginning and the end. We've never seen a, a title window close that fast. Yeah, Man, it was quick. It, it was, was quick. so quick, man. There's like the future's bright, got dog, got you know story, and you got some of these young pieces to go with the older guys, and then it was like... It's done. I'll never they're forget lose 100. the late great Pedro Gomez uh, of ESPN at the time came on our airwaves and said, I've picked the Rockies to go to the World Series. Mm. That was the 2019 season. Well, that's and, what I was referencing when I said, you know, like, like there was like were people picking the Rockies to yeah. go to the World yep, Series. It was supposed to be the best starting rotation ever because it was a Kyle and Marquez and Sensatella and you, know, you had some depth there with the, with, with the pitchers. And I think Greg Holland had just gone to the All-Star game uh, as well. First, uh, Yeah, I mean, they, 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 had a, they, had a, they had a good group and they spent a bunch of money on the bullpen. It was like they spent $100 oh, million a, dollars oh, on Brian a, Shaw yeah. and... Um, uh, was it maybe out of the, the other one? Uh, Wade Davis. Remember they spent you know twenty Your million guy. a year right. on Wade Davis, and he didn't want to talk to us on opening day, and his career suddenly <laughs> went down the toilet. Right. Do you uh, guys give him any grace for uh, not apologizing, but admitting he screwed up too? Yeah, that su- was my biggest takeaway. No, did, all he did was say he screwed up because he he talked to the media. Yeah, but but that was that was flagrant. The stuff that he was doing at the time. Like, quote me, I'm being disrespected. Quote me. That was flagrant. That was over the top. He didn't acknowledge what you said. 
what you talked about, you know, the sending of the video. Yes. To, yes. Hey, check this and thing out. And that was out. the biggest problem I had. Right. And the whole thing, it felt so backstabby. Like it felt like he was he had one foot out the door during that 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 year um, that COVID year I think it yeah, was 20. like and he was already like already looking elsewhere, um, almost like uh, Russ a couple of years ago in Seattle maybe yeah I remember we talked about that that like with the shoes on the other foot these just feel differently about it if the guy's coming to you or if he's leaving you and yeah um, it's a big conversation there's a lot to it um, we're gonna. Uh, take a dive back into um, Broncos stuff to finish out the show because we have predictions to give for the first time in 2023. But uh, we also want to shout out our friends at ROX Rocks Heating and Air uh, for sponsoring our analysis of Training Camp 2023. Um, we also want to send our thoughts, prayers, wishes, all that to everything what's going on in, in Maui. It's been heartbreaking to watch the news coming out of Maui this week. And unfortunately, here in Colorado, we're just all too familiar with the damage of wildfires. Our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. Head to denversports.com, and right at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of these donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Again, that's Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. Okay, it is hour number three on a Friday, and that could only mean one thing. It's trivia time, coming up next. Getting you set for the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's Stokely and Zach. Scrappy Will Peterson uh, in studio uh, has turned into a friend of the show. I think it's safe to say he uh, has been joining us for months now. I'm no longer a stray puppy. I'm now a friend. No, we gave you a name. We gave you a collar. Um, <laughs> shot collar. Uh, uh, yeah, shot collar. Uh, it's like what's around George Payton's neck if he tries to step on the field. Oh, John Payton goes, uh, get off the oh. field. <laughs> Real quick on that. He is, he is talking on the pregame show tonight. Oh. That'll be the first time we've heard from George since, what, the draft? Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they didn't let him talk. No. During training camp. No, yeah. it was the crazy. Opener. We heard from right. Damani Leach. We heard from the owner, a head coach. It's like, Where's George? No, general manager, nowhere to be found. Huh. He's going to be on 9 News at 740. I'll be curious to hear that. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, on Friday, starting the week of the Super Bowl, which was a long time ago now as we're on the doorstep of another season. We started to do Super Bowl trivia. We had so much fun with it. This is something I used to do twice a week forever back in upstate New York. And it's become part of our show on a Friday. So with that being said, we utter the words that we wait all week to hear. Kissner, hit the music. All right. Will, you got one for us too, right? I do. I have three. All right. Little little warm-up, little primer. Okay? The New York Yankees have won the most World Series in baseball history with a remarkable 27 championships. Most successful American sports team of all time. Impressive. Who's second on the list? In baseball. In baseball. World Series titles. Okay. Wow. I mean, baseball's been played for a long time. Since the 1800s? Long time. Um... I mean, you got to think, Will. I mean, like one team that comes to mind is like the Dodgers mm-hmm. for me. I mean, that's like um, A's had some good runs there. But like the Dodgers, and they came from like New York or Brooklyn, right? Weren't they Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn Dodgers. And yep. then went, now they're L.A. Dodgers. I mean, that's where my mind just goes. What Do you have a thought? I have two. Uh, fitting you ask this, Zach, because the St. Louis Cardinals have won oh. at least 11. Oh, I know that much. Really? And 11 is a lot because when I was in school, 11 and 11 was a big deal. Their 11th World Series in 2011. And then the Giants, too, sort of in that same vein. They've been around forever. We know they've won three recent ones. I think, you know, you obviously think, oh, the Red Sox, the Cubs. It's like, well, they both have the long curse. It's not either of them. So I I would say the Cardinals would be my gut. 11's a lot. Um, 11's a lot. Um. But I don't, your show. No, no, yeah. Um, but we do this together. We're teammates on this. Um, well, um, 
I'm just trying to think if I kind of um, would go with the Cardinals at 11 or if I would roll the dice with the Dodgers. Um, golly, the Dodgers were in it a lot, man. I um, I would go Dodgers. He would go Cardinals. Um, who is it? Is that allowed? Sure, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. No Even though 11 a lot, I'm a gamble. The correct answer is the Cardinals. <laughs> nice. Good job, Will. Nice. How many do the Dodgers have? Do we know? They are top four. I mean, it was like Cardinals with 11. I think Dodgers might have had like seven or eight. That's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. 11. Yeah. Um, Good one, Will. Thank you. All right. Question number two. Current NFL wide receiver Brandon Cooks, former all-pro running back Steven Jackson, and former Pro Bowl wide receiver T.J. Hushmanzada all attended the same school. Current NFL wide receiver Oregon State, Brandon Cooks, former All-Pro running back Steven Jackson, and former Pro Bowl wide receiver T.J. Hushmanzada. Don't call the answers out. All attended the same school. Yep, like Will just said, this is this is my show, and I just got the last one wrong, so I was just still upset about that. So. I just, just went into business for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just said, screw the team. It's all about the individual. Okay. I'm thinking about the listeners who might want to play yeah, along, Yeah, I know. Too. I know. I, I, said, <laughs> I, I guess I said, screw them, too. Right? So, there you go. <laughs> the correct answer is Oregon State. I won't do it again. I was going to throw Chad Johnson in there, too, but that yeah. might, like, kind of, everyone knows that one. I yeah. thought I'd throw you off there. Did well, you know that? So Wait, no, did you know that? I did not. Okay. I didn't even give you the chance. Sorry, Will. I know, but I'm going to be a better teammate next time. I'm sorry. Like Every now and then you can, you know, yeah. have a chance to be, um, yeah. you know. Say my bad. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Like Nolan said. But we're two for two. Like Brandon Marshall. Just, I wanted to kick the ball. Yes. in training camp. Yes. Punt the ball. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Question number three. This is the last one I got. What former top five NFL draft pick? Not only owns the single game postseason sack record with four and a half in one postseason game, but this player also owns the most postseason sacks of all time. So most postseason sacks of all time, and he had the most sacks in any postseason game. Actually, he played a playoff game with four and a half sacks. And top five pick, you said. Top five NFL draft pick. And the reason I thought about this is because the Denver Broncos now have a guy who's number three on this list. Most postseason sacks of all time. Frank Clark? Yes. Wow. Who's number one on that list? Most postseason sacks of all time. Wow, top five pick. Um, Do you have, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm really stumped here. You go like to like Lawrence Taylor or... You know, because he was probably drafted high. I don't know where Bruce Smith was drafted. Um, he played in a lot of post. You got to think of a lot of postseason games. Yeah, but you also it, top five pick. You know, so what, I don't think Charles Haley was a top five pick. Was Michael Strahan a top five pick? Right. I, I don't because he had think two so. Super Bowl runs with the Giants. He has the single season record. Where did he go? I don't think. I don't think he was a top five. pick. No, I don't think he was either. But I think Bruce Smith might have been out of Virginia Tech, Ooh. and he played a lot of playoff games for the Bills. Um, and they were going Lawrence all those, Taylor. Yeah, all those Super Bowls. Right. Lawrence Taylor was, um, and he played for the Giants. They probably were in the playoffs a lot, I would think. Anybody else come to mind? I mean, if I had to just guess right now, um, it would be Bruce Smith for me. Do you have a? Um, you have anything else to to, to I go mean, with there? Here's the thing, Stoke. If it happened in the last 20 years, you or I would remember the four and a half sacks. So I think the era well, you're talking I don't know about me. No, but I think Definitely the era much. you're talking about makes more sense. Right. And he played a lot of postseason games. Yeah. Like a Bronco Nagurski, you know I mean? They weren't even keeping sacks back then, though, right, Will? So it wasn't until the early right. 80s. No, I know, but it was the 80s or 90s this happened. Right. We would remember in the last... If, if Joey Bosa... I didn't know. That's Right, yeah. If he had four and a half sacks right. in a playoff game. I don't even know if he... Yeah. All right, you want to go with that? You want Bruce Smith or Lawrence Taylor? I'm, a, I'm I'm leaning more towards Bruce here. I'm leaning towards Bruce, too. Okay, let's go. Bruce Smith, final answer. First of all, it is a great guess. Oh, my God. I hate when you start like that. No, like I mean it. this on the back. Like, no, I mean it. I mean and it. Like, and here's why. I know we're wrong. Here, no, no, here, here's why. Bruce Smith is number two uh, on the all-time list. 
And Bruce Smith was a top five pick. He was a number one pick. Oh, 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 number one who? pick. By who? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Gosh uh, dang and, it. And, and, and another layer why your guess is good yeah. is he's, he is number one all-time sack leader. Exactly right. 200 sacks. It is second on this. Yes. And here, and let's reset the question. You say with so much confidence, this didn't happen in the last 20 years. It, in fact, did. Wow. I had a Stokely moment Who's there. played in a lot of Super Bowls in the last 20 years? Oh, the well, Patriot? Yeah, the Patriots. Have, but they don't have a sack guy there that's been there for all those Super Bowls. So, no, not them. Um, who else has played in a lot of Super Bowls? I mean, the Cowboys have. The Giants played in those, too. Um, this, not in the last 20 years. The Cowboys have made it. Yeah, that's right. Let's tap in years. behind the glass because someone wants to weigh in back there. And, 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 and it's our buddy Justin Adams who's uh, uh, hanging out back there. What, what's your guess? I'm going to go with Willie McGinnis. That is the correct answer. Wow. Oh, my. Are you serious? Willie McGinnis, number one all-time postseason sacks. I think it's 16 career postseason sacks okay. and did have four and a half sacks in one playoff game. Wow. Owns both of those records. Well, we're claiming Justin. Shout out him. We went three for three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got a question for us, Will. Yeah, I do. It's, uh, it's Nolan Arenado themed just for you guys and on the day we were talking about him. It's uh, There's an easy, a medium, and a hard, okay? Okay. So the, the easy, Nolan Arenado won one playoff game in his Colorado Rockies career. Who did the Rockies beat? Okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. Well, this is the easy. Ah. Um, so, so I would say it's the Cubs, right? Didn't they beat the Cubs that one year? Yeah, it, well, that was, yeah, that, that that's a postseason game because what happened was they, they tied for the division. Right. Never won the division. They tied for the division. They played the Dodgers in a one-game playoff. Right. And then they went to Wrigley and beat Chicago, and that lined up the series, I think, with the Brewers. So I think I, I think you're spot on because they played the D-backs in 2017. Oh gosh, and yeah. that went horribly. So I think you're I think you're <clears throat> I think you're on it. Uh, the, the the Chicago Cubs. That was the one playoff game okay. he won in the purple. Uh, fun fact: My mom and I went to the 2017 game in Arizona. We got on a plane. They got down like 13. Was that like John Gray started? Yeah. He gave up a three-run dinger to Paul yeah. Goldschmidt in the first inning. The yep. ace, John Gray? Yeah. You know, you know, I was in Phoenix for eight hours. Caught a plane, landed, went to the game, caught a plane oh, wow. home that night. Yeah. Wow. It, was, it was a fun memory, and they came back and made it close. They lost like 11-9 yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yes. yeah, Nolan had one late. Nolan had one. Yeah, one yard, I remember. All right, All right, so that's the first answer. They beat the Cubs. The medium question is who was the Rockies starting pitcher that night who threw a gem? Against the Cubs? I'll go with um, Herman Marquez. Um, and so and Antonio Sensatella, change it. Oh, he was barking at people coming off the field. He was barking at the fans in Wrigley. Remember that game was like one-one going to extra innings. Right, 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 right. Wow. He threw a masterpiece, an announcement Freeland. to the yeah, world. Freeland. Kyle Freeland. Wow, that was the year he was creeping on Cy Young votes. Remember, he finished fourth. He got fourth. Yeah. Okay, what's the hard one? Once you said barking, though, right? Like, that's oh, yeah, his, yes, that's yes, his, yes. You know, that's his style. Do, do you remember that now, though, Freeland? That night, no, I don't remember. No, no, no. But when you said barking, I'm like that wouldn't be Marquez or Sensatello. Right. All right. I don't know if you guys are going to get this one. They won two one that night thanks to an extra inning single. Who drove the ball up the middle to score the run? The catcher. Who was the catcher? Tony Walters. Tony Two Bags. There you go. Wow! Let's go! Tony Tubax. Oh my gosh. That's really good. Oh my gosh. That was really good. Wow. I I was not even close to getting that. I love that team. What a pull. Tony Wolters. Yeah, man. Good for you, man. All right, Kister's got one for us. We're way over. Wow. Very fine by the way. We'll go quick. Uh, John Wooden's UCLA. (laughs) Remember when John Wooden's UCLA teams won seven championships in a row? The Wizard of Westwood. Who was the one team? That beat him in the final four to stop the streak in 1974. The team that broke the streak of UCLA. It was a double overtime game. It's got to be a blue blood, right? Yeah. Uh, Is it like uh, the Carolina or Kentucky or Duke? Or is it like a Western Kentucky? Right. I'll go. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll say. Uh, I'll just say. I'll say Kansas. That's. That's all. Only guess okay. I have. We don't have all day. Here. Okay. I'll. I'll. I'll stay on the beaten path and go. Um, what year was it? Seventy four. Seventy four. And then they went to win the championship. I'll go Indiana. Oh, that's a good one. Look at that. Is that that arrow at night. By the way, I got the last 
ticket uh, John Wooden coached in uh, this past week. Oh, wow. His final game. Oh, wow. A ticket from that. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll go Kentucky. It was David Thompson's NC State. Oh, wow. Okay. Denver Nuggets only. Good one. Okay. Good okay. one, Kisner. Good little, job. Little Nuggets tie-in. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. All right. That was uh, fun. Good thanks, stuff. Will. Yeah, Will, thanks, thanks for being here. We will, for the first time in 2023, it's prediction time. Broncos unofficial start to their season. That's coming up next. Set for the Broncos preseason opener with the Cardinals tonight. Here's Stokely and Zach. I was raised off Route Route 3, out past where the black top ends. We'd walk to church on Sunday morning, race barefoot back to Johnson's fence. That's where I first saw Mary, on that roadside picking blackberries. That summer I turned. Friday to you. Got our like uh, sort of like some some throwback. Yeah, um, this is like uh, a duo here, um, like Hank Williams and George Street, Junior and Senior. This ain't Hank and George. Um, <laughs> Uh, like Brooks and Dunn, something like that. Who is it, Kisner? Rascal Flatback. It was Brooks and Dunn? Bam. Brooks and Dunn, look at you. Peyton, Peyton Manning was singing this at Red Rocks last night. Yeah, do you see Peyton Manning was at Red Rocks, and he got up on stage and Wait, what? was singing. We have an article on, on DenverSports.com if you want to see the video. Where was he? At, at Red Rocks. He was at Red Rocks, man. How about, did, did, did you get the invite, or, or did he text you back from the other day? I, you know, um, Zach, I... Um, I don't see it's not good service out there at, at practice, and so I don't think my text to him, like what was this, two, three days ago now? Yeah. I don't think it went. Did it turn green? Um, like it went from like the the blue eye message to like. I just deleted ones. it. I just deleted it because I just was. You didn't want to look at it anymore? Right, yeah. With no response? Like, right. Where are the bubbles? <laughs> Where are the bubbles? You wanted your thread to be like a last, like, positive correspondence? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, he, no, he actually has not responded to me from when I. So I, I don't know, you know, because I threw something in about to be a perfect day to come on the show, you yeah, know, like yeah. just hop on. Yeah. And um, I uh, he hasn't responded at all, you know, and. You know, so yeah, I don't know. That's lonely. Yeah, a little bit. Little and bit. you're home alone this weekend, so you just got to sit there and think about it, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Pressing. Well, Times are tough for Stokely. If you want me to come over and keep you company, <laughs> could be your lifeline. Hey, come on over. <laughs> come on over. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Yeah, a Parker a McCollum. He was up there on stage, uh, apparently like reached out to him. Like the day before, like, hey, I'm coming to the show. Can you give me the set list? He gave it to him, and apparently there's one song he really, really likes. And, uh, yeah, you can see that video uh, at uh, DenverSports.com. Awesome. What's up, D-Mac? What's up, fellas? Who are, you, who are you talking about? Who let you down there, Stoke? I'm sorry. I just walked in when you were saying um, that. The sheriff. Yeah. Oh, really? He was at practice. Oh. Uh, when was that, Wednesday or yeah, whatever? Yeah, and... without the kids. Yeah. Usually he brings the kids, like, as kids an excuse to be there. might have had school. Um, um, who knows? But he was out there, so I texted him. Well, you know, kids like, wouldn't have had school if they're in the Cherry Creek School District, my friend. Not well, to, I don't know where they go to not, school. Not to but, be a creeper. Yeah, but. but my kids started Wednesday. My kid did. Well, you're so, not in Cherry Creek. You're in I, know, you're, I know. I know. Look, you guys um, got a bus down there in Douglas County. So, that's, <laughs> I, I drive my kid to school. <laughs> Rightfully uh, so. But I, uh, so I saw him out there. I was like, huh. You know? <laughs> He hasn't come on the show. Like, every training camp, he comes on the show about once a year. So I thought uh-huh. that day might be the best day. Like, obviously, he's here. He's not busy yeah, right. doing commercials yeah. or, you know, whatever else he does. Yeah. And um, Podcast with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, right. He, maybe he could pop on our show for a little bit and just talk about what he saw. I mean, yeah. He's got some time for him, MPJ. We saw him talking to Greg Penner. <laughs> we did. And, yeah. And then, you know, you told me that he did that podcast with Michael Porter Jr. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> that and was so weird. That is very weird. And so I was like, hey. Well, you want to come on the show? It wasn't like, hey, I can't, or not next week, 
or in two days, yeah, or let's, let's schedule it for two weeks. Yeah. Ghost? There's, Zero. Yeah. Ghost? Zero response. Ghost? Yeah. He, never, he never does that. I don't know what's going on. You know, on. you got to text no. him back as a follow-up. Yeah. Just these letters. <laughs> KKFN. KKFN HD1. <laughs> <one more time. laughs> That was good. All right, that was good. That was really that, good. You got to admit, really you got to admit, of all of them, that, that might have really been the good. best one right oh, there. That was really good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Quick, quick, uh, before we, we cut loose, because I know we both have to go today, uh, give me one bold prediction for tonight uh, from a player, something you're expecting from a player that, I say bold, that lives within reason, um, and a final score prediction. Shalom McLaughlin has a 50-plus yard touchdown. Wow. Yep, he's got uh, that breakaway speed. Yeah. Uh, I got the Broncos winning this thing 23-13. to 13. Okay. Uh, I will say that Taylor Grimes leads the Broncos in receiving. <laughs> Four catches, 77 yards, nice. and a tug. Ooh. And uh, he's going to make this football team. And tonight's his first like kind of coming out party. And then this time next week, it'll be like, Draft day sleeper, like fantasy football sleeper. Someone grabbed Taylor Grimes. I got the final score of the Broncos beating the breaks. Off Arizona, oh. almost like that time where Von Miller guaranteed a victory in Arizona. Yeah, and said so we're going to go down there, like right. up their butt, and you can put like it up that. there. It yeah. was a Super Bowl prediction yeah. uh, for the team that ultimately ended up with the number one overall pick. Uh, but I, I got a, I got a, I got a very uh, similar score. I'll go uh, thirty-one to thirteen. Domination okay. station. Yeah, these games get. Justin Adams is sitting in with us. He's he's here, fellas, with us from Channel What's Four. Up? What's up, hey. Justin? What's I, up? I just think that these fourth quarters get squirrely in these preseason games, and you got Danucci. Danucci's gonna he's gonna rise. He's got real game reps. I still he's, bringing up before. Like Danucci has started a game for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. playing the quarterback position in prime time. I, like, I just think that's gonna get you know like a weird 14, 17 point fourth quarter. Things are going to get away from the Cardinals. They're not going to care. I love the. I, I think well, it's, I don't know about that. I think like, it's Broncos all day. I don't know. Like you know, they're not going to care because you you got the third string guys in right now. Well, the third stringers for the Cardinals. What yeah, what is that gonna, like? No, but I'm saying they might not be great, but they're going to care. I mean, oh, they're yeah. going to play their tails off. Is on the line. Their third stringers might be better than the Broncos third stringers. Ooh, when you, you look think at so? depth, when you look at draft picks. Like Broncos, like Cliss brought up earlier, Broncos haven't had a ton of traffic. That, that's your backup. Who's your the quarterback for the Cardinals in the fourth quarter? The David quarterback? Blau, who's, who, who's also oh, I like played, David Blau. Who's played real yeah, games. I do yeah. like David. Right. That's a good point. But I'm just saying, not just the quarterback. I'm talking about the players around them. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know what the Cardinals' third string, but those guys know that um, they're fighting for their livelihood. You know, this might be it. This I, might be their last game. I guess so. I just believe in Danucci. Yeah, I know. Why are you words so... that have never been spoken before? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, I, you know what I like? I don't don't when you watch the same when you watch there, there, out there, he just slings the ball from all sorts of different arm yeah. angles. He doesn't really hesitate with his throws. Oh, he just goodness, really. Well, I mean, you know, that's just what just, we've been watching with Danucci. I don't. I don't know. I'm not as high on Danucci as you are. <laughs> Who do you think's had a better camp, Danucci or Sidham? Uh they've both been underwhelming. To wow. Me. Uh, we yeah yeah both been underwhelming. Danucci hater. No, no, just no. I like him. I like him. It's not personal, but he's he's not. You know, he's been on. How many yards does uh, Russell Wilson throw for? Oh, that's a good one. Um, three series. I mean, like who? Fifty. Fifty. Seventy-one. Oh, I was going to say a seventy-three. Okay, Ooh. I had him at about sixty-eight, but you all know, right. it's all kind of. I think they beat I was like the five of eight for like this first 68. half. I think this first half they put hands on Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I think it. Yeah, because Jonathan Gannon, the first again, first first time head coach coaching in his first ever preseason game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Payton's done this for now seventeen years, um, and their starters they're they're going through like one by one. It's like this guy's going to play, this guy's not. He said case by case. So all the starters are playing for Denver. So th- this first quarter, if 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 we're not seeing like the Broncos have their way, I'll you know I'm not going to overreact, but it'd be a little bit. Uh, a little bit concerning. What battle besides? Um, well, what battle are you most most interested in? Battle. Um, Can I give you a cho- couple choices? I mean, give me the thrill in Manila. Elliot Fry versus Brett Maher. That's one. Are you more interested in that or Montreal, Washington, and uh, Taylor Grimes? Um, I'd say uh, you know. Honestly, um, I think it's actually, and people will probably disagree. It's more relevant who's the starting kicker. I did th- th- this kicker oh, thing. Okay. This kicker thing, it, it's 
I, I, I'm like seeing the future, and it's like haunting that this is going to be a big time problem for the Denver Broncos. I have no idea how you can trust Mar after what he went through. I have no idea how you can trust. Him. I don't I care trust how Elliot Fry more. I, I don't trust Elliot Fry. I think this was the craziest, most unnecessary decision in the offseason. I still don't understand it. I don't get it. I, think I don't it was, know. I, think I thought was, they were trying to save money to go get Dalvin Cook. They weren't. No. Like, what no. was the purpose here? And you can restructure things and make these contracts do. You can make them do backflips. And McManus got picked up by Jacksonville in three seconds. McManus is going to be kicking in the playoffs again this year. You know, and the great thing about Brandon, whether you liked him or not, confidence is an important part about being a kicker. He could miss five in a row, and he'd be fine. Yep. His confidence level is through the roof, and I think that got him in a little dicey trouble as he was calling everybody out and having his antics on the sideline. But he was money from 40 to 50. I heard you guys talking like, what do you really want? You want money, extra point. You want money, 40 to 50. And you want above average 50 to 55. Yeah. And he was all of those things. All of those things. But he was also a lot of other things, too, that I think rubbed, rubbed Sean Payton the wrong way. Okay, but... I, but I, I, think that, I think that the reason that Sean Payton did it was, and there's no way of knowing this unless he writes some book after the fact, but he had a larger... Brandon McManus had a larger footprint that is typical for a kicker, and he got to a point with his confidence... And tenureship, he's the longest tenured Bronco. We saw him freaking out on coaches on the sideline. We saw Vic Fangio go to shake his hand and him not even look at him when he did it. Um, we've seen him uh, uh, call things out in the media that he wanted an opportunity to kick it. They didn't give it to me. You also see him courtside at Nuggets games. You also see him dress up as an official. <laughs> he's also the player union rep and one of the more higher up there. So his voice, like, oh, yeah. And, and I think that Sean Payton was like, wait, our kicker is our leader? Like, hold on a second. I think I can send a message to the locker room and um, not create a, 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 a lot of blood on, on the football field and wake everyone up and move on from this guy. And I think it could come back to haunt this team. I totally agree. It just didn't seem necessary. I, did, I, I don't understand it. Payton has alluded several times that the, the kicker may be somewhere else yeah. and they're competing against the two of them, but also the rest of the NFL. He said that actually multiple times. So, all right, that's somewhat of an interesting competition, I guess. You know, uh, but I won't be surprised at all if they just bring somebody else in. Mar, I don't know how he gets away from what happened to him last year. I, I don't know how he mentally gets away from it. I don't know when it's going to creep up. That's the thing. There's no way. It's like a jack Impossible. in the box. It's a jack. You're never sure when it's bam, it's back. It's bang, bang, bang. Right? <laughs> yeah, like bang. week one, good. Week two, good. Week three, bang, no. Bang, bang, week four, bang, game's bang. on the line. Bam. Like, there's Maher. Like, <laughs> missed again. <laughs> so. Well, and we did see in one practice, he missed one. He was doing good. He missed one. And then the next one, he Really missed it. So, and how do you not just sort of have that in the back of your mind know. the whole year? And when's it going to pop up? So, really? And he has a much stronger leg than Elliot Fry. He does. So, I don't know, man. That That's that's a good one. Albert Oakenwebenam against the world. Yep. That's another matchup to, to see how that goes. Um, I don't think we're going to learn a lot about safety, but the Kareem Jackson situation is interesting. Still wouldn't surprise me if he was a vet cut, if Kareem was a vet cut. Wouldn't surprise me wouldn't at be all. a stunner. No. But I, do, I, I don't think that's going to be the case because if Vance Joseph has a vote, Kareem Jackson will make this team. For sure. They were together in Houston for years. Kareem Jackson actually credits a part of his career to Vance. Um, and the, he, he was there when Vance first came here as well, I believe, 2018. Um, so I think he's going to stick around. But, it, again, it's the NFL. So to your point, I wouldn't be stunned. And then Russ has to do what tonight? Look competent, I think. I think, um, you know, get up to the line of scrimmage, um, you know, look competent. Uh, like, if we're, if we're seeing, like, a wide-open Adam Troutman sitting in the middle of defense and there's going to be those still shots floating about Twitter and Russ can't see him or they try to have Russ operate from the pocket and it goes the way it did a year ago, it's going to be synced up with what we saw a year ago, synced up with what we saw the first 10 days of camp, and you'll get that real concern level creeping back in. So I'm just looking for competency. I would like – I will say this, actually – I'm not looking for I want the starting Broncos to score a touchdown. And I don't think that's asking for the world. Did you see the lock last night? I did. I watched that whole game. Three three drives, terrible. Fourth drive? Yep. Money. Yep. Magic. He Money. squeezed that one in. Dude. He did. It's yeah, like, he damn. Did. Yeah. And he had the one kind of, uh, with uh, was it the tight end on the left side? He kind of just floated it right over the DB's head and just kind of dropped it in there. Took a couple series to get together. Yeah. 
But he well, 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 to his, to his um, defense, he hasn't played a, a football game in a year. How about that? One no, year. Not one snap nope. last year. Nope. Because well, nope. of Gino. That's got to be really hard. So it took him a little bit, but it looked all right yep. after that. Like, I, I'm trying to put myself in, like, from a radio perspective. If I didn't get to do a show for a year, yeah. and then it's like, all right, you're back. Everyone's watching now. Go, go do your thing. There'd be some real rust. There'd be some real rust. So Last one for you. Um, Nuggets. How cool is that? So cool, man. Suck it up, LeBron. And then, uh, and then we feel strongly that it's going to be that two thirty Christmas Day one. Oh, two thirty, not the nightcap. That's right. Like That'd be great. The game. That'd be fantastic. Not only Christmas. Well, that's the and rumor. That's Nuggets that's, Warriors. Yes, that's that's to. the rumor that's floating around out there. Hasn't been confirmed. But that's, I'd, I'd, I'll raise my hand and say I'll be a little bit surprised by that. It wouldn't shock me if they're in that ten thirty Eastern, eight thirty. Yeah. Mountain well, that's, I just assumed it would would be like the yeah. Dunk Fest game of last year. Against um, who did they play last Phoenix. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was when awesome. Aaron Gordon oh took off on the boys. Killed him. Yep. Dude, oh. that is the drunkest I've ever seen that collective crowd in my life for yeah. one one game. Be merry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was. I mean, it was awesome because it was just fire from start to finish, and then it went to overtime, and then mm-hmm. the dunk of the year. And I mean, you know, it was. It was amazing. Is it just me? But every time I look at that dunk, I'm just so happy that Aaron Gordon didn't tear his like ACL. Yeah, because I mean, the way he landed on that dunk was just Aaron his go- body was awkward. straight like a pencil. Yeah, like, it was straight like Kobe had one over Nash like 2006. Same way, his body is straight, and you're going over him. You're not like wrapping your body around him. Right. It's straight. No, I, I I feel you on that. All right, last one for you. How are your Buffalo our Buffalo Bills doing? Um, I've been pretty steadfast in saying, like, you're wearing you're wearing your Buffalo Bills shirt. Let me just say this, and thank you for announcing that on radio. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. Once Week One rolls around, I'll be back on board. But that that football team, and like I was talking with uh, Justin about it. Yeah, uh, I think they missed their window. I think years from now, we'll look I, I back and say, when you were up in, in, in Arrowhead yeah, yeah. Uh, with 13 seconds left, know. that team, Cincinnati was going to have to come to Buffalo. That, mm-hmm. And that team just had that it factor at that time. And now they feel like a stale football team, if I'm just being real. No, I, I, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. But, um, but here we go, man. It's exciting to have a game tonight. Yeah. Love listening to you guys all afternoon. Fun. Justin Adams sitting around. We love it. So we'll be walking right up. It's a long walk. We're going for we're going for a super walk, super oh, long walk, oh, super stroll, <laughs> super stroll all the way to the game. But we're we're here for it. This is the drive on the fan.